Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about National Streaming Day. We're going to talk about a new leader over at Disney Plus. We'll be talking about HBO Max and what it means for 20th Century Fox content. We'll also be giving our thoughts on a number of the Disney Plus originals, including Out, Zenimation, and The Big Fib. But before we jump into any of that, a quick bit of housekeeping. First off, big thank you to all of our patrons, Andrew, Giuseppe, Joshua, Julie, and What's On Netflix for all of your support in making sure that this happens each and every week. Couldn't do it without you guys. It really does make a big difference. And you can support us from as little as a dollar a month. So let's jump into the news. Um, first off, this week was National Streaming Day. I didn't know anything about it until suddenly Disney popped up an image um, of a full schedule. Full on every half an hour, pretty much. There was going to be a special announcement or a trailer. And there was going to be special live events in the, in the evening in the US time. And it was like... The kind of everyone got all excited and they were like, yay, you know, what are they going to, and loads of people going, yay, WandaVision trailer and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and new trailers and stuff. And yeah, no, it kind of, there was two Disney Plus announcements and two Disney Plus first looks. So let's start off with a good one. The first one was um, Muppets Now which is going to be coming to Disney Plus at the end of July. Sorry, not, um, they'll be coming on the just check the date there. 31st of July. Um, this brand new series has six episodes. Um, full of it's kind of like we've kind of known about this one for a while, but it's we don't know really how long they're gonna be, but it's all about improv. They've all kind of just filmed it as and when when they were kind of making it up as they were going along. The interesting thing as well, it's only available in the US, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand, and India. But we'll get into that in a bit later on. But did you happen to see this Muppets announcement? No, I completely missed that there was any international day of streaming. And so, no, I did, I did actually not see any of the announcements. No, well, the trouble is, um, I don't think it really was much of a thing. I don't, I think it feels very much, it felt a bit of a last minute thing because it was a day that HBO Max was announcing the Snyder Cut of um, Batman, or sorry, um, Justice League, and which people have been asking for ages. And it felt a little, a lot of people were like, uh, you know, was Disney just trying to undercut that a bit, trying to grab a little bit? So the Muppets announcement was was good. You know, we've got a date when it's coming, but there was literally a load of artwork of the Muppets, which I mean, let's be honest, other than the logo, everything else we've, you know, Kermit still looks like Kermit, and Animal still looks like Animal. So there's not really any big difference there. There was no trailer. There was really a description of about a paragraph. There was no real images from the series, and it was a little bit like, okay, you kind of. It, it just felt very like rushed and that seemed to be the problem they then had a first look which was a clip of Artemis Fowl just like okay that we've ha already had one of these like two days ago so why did you know one and then uh, the next first look was two images from the upcoming Phileas and Ferb uh, movie it's like okay just two images but you know a lot of people were like that's not really a first look that's kind of a little bit cheeky to do that and the other big announcement was the Simpsons aspect ratio is going to be fixed as of May the 28th. That's been something that's been long requested. And the longest, day, longest daycare short will be dropping onto Disney Plus the day after. And that was it. And it's kind of one of the things of like, there were four okay announcements on any other day. They would have been fine had they not, I think the biggest problem they had really with this and also throwing in Hulu trailers as well. People were getting excited about, was it going to be Hellstrom or was, it was like, no, it was some documentary about cooking and 
uh, a second season of a show from last year and it was a little bit along the lines of I can't help but feel like saying that there was this schedule kind of gave the impression that it was going to be this big event lots of things coming in and all it was was lots of very small announcements that had they just gone out normally one by day they probably wouldn't have made much of a ripple but I you went onto social media and it was especially Twitter and Facebook Every so many people just come. Where's Wonder Vision? Wonder Vision Falcon. Where's Falcon? Where's... And it was like this isn't what. I... And it was like yeah, they made such a. There was so much negativity in the comments from it. You're on the lines of that really didn't work work well the way they did it. Yeah, it's important for companies to remember all companies, not just Disney, that uh, people will set their own expectations, and if you don't <laughs> meet those expectations, you can expect a backlash. It especially depends on how much you hype it. Mm. Um, I don't know how much they had that I didn't find out till the after the fact. So it sounds like they didn't hype it all that much. Well, I but literally, I was, I was, I was having, a, I was having a bit of a day where I was like, you know what, I'm really gonna have a bit of a lazy day and just chill out with the Xbox and um, not really do a lot. And this, I saw this tweet. This tweet came up and this came up and with all these like, it's like suddenly went from, oh, I've got a lazy afternoon doing nothing because I'm home, not working at the minute. Just suddenly, oh, I've got something to do every half an hour for the for the next eight hours, and it was every single one was like, oh, these are, this could have this is it was just very strange, and I think they it backfired because a lot of people then were going, well, you were just trying to grab some attention from uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League, and it just it was such a shame because I think like the Muppets on any other day would have been a really good announcement, and lots of people would have been excited. They should have had the trailer drop at the same time, and. Yeah, it was it was a real shame because I kind of I looked at what they, it's like. I can see what you guys are doing, but you didn't meet you. Just put in a little word saying Disney Plus announcement. People's expectations went through the roof, and two pictures from Phileas and Ferb was yeah, capes of Phileas and Ferb crew guys happy, but that's not really. And an Artemis Fowl clip was like really. <laughs> I was half expect when the first one dropped. I go, we're gonna get a trailer for big for um, you know, the big fib at this rate. <laughs> It was like it was. It was like, and they, you know, they didn't announce um, Zenimation, which we're going to talk about later on, or out those two things that were coming this week. We didn't know anything about. You know, why didn't they do that? I don't know. It just it was a very strange day for announcing stuff. Yeah, it. I. I haven't done any no. pre work on this. I did, like I said, I don't know anything. But it you does, should. It, yeah, it, it does sound like yeah. uh, they were they were just trying to get something. I don't know if they were trying to undercut. Uh, the announcement of the Snyder Cut, yeah. uh, but I think more like ride on the back of. Yeah. Uh, if they were trying to undercut, they they missed wildly. Uh, and but to to me as well, of the fact of you know you do a Disney Plus podcast with us every single week, and you didn't even see it. <laughs> you know, it's like that, that's that wasn't. I don't know. It just felt a bit weird. So let me break down a few more of the other ones. See, obviously the Simpsons aspect ratio. A lot of people have been complaining about this since it came out. Basically, this means that certain parts of jokes have been lost because they've been like zooming in, and that'll all be fixed. So that's been something that's been good. It just again that wasn't. I don't know if that necessarily was an announcement. That was the announcement for that. Like this, and it was like I know there was a lot of call for it, and there was a lot of excitement over the fact of it being done. But it was like that should have just been out. It didn't need to be maybe preempted. But it was. Uh, but the Simpsons aspect ratio. People have complained about it enough, yeah. and it's come up often enough that I think that is worth announcing. Yes, we have heard your complaint, and we are yeah. fixing that one. That one's worth. But like. Two pictures of Phineas and Ferb. I, 
I, I know what Phineas and Ferb look like. It's, yeah. Unless they were changing for a radically different animation style. Mm. I, it's like, cool. It's a mm. picture of Phineas and Ferb. One of the other interesting things that came out of that was the Muppets Now. I mentioned there they would put out the country list, like UK, Ireland, and so on. And I was like, hmm. And then the big fib dropped this week on Disney+. Plus, and it wasn't available in like France or the Netherlands. And what seems to be the issue at the moment is voiceover work. All like the dubbing and all of the, the sound crews around the world aren't working the same way. So therefore... Um, they don't seem to be able to get the audio sorted for a lot of these ones. And it looks like this is one of the impacts of the coronavirus right now on Disney plus is it's starting to hit international. It was just very, very simple along the lines of going, yeah, they've put out all the English speaking um, platforms first and they've kind of, and they were like, okay, I can see what you're doing, but why not? I, I have contacted them and asked them for clarification before I put up an article today and, and mentioned it in the podcast, but it was like, yeah, the, this is, um, you know, mention it. Because Netflix has been having, they've had to do it, I think, with the uh, the unmissable Kimmy Smith. They've had to put out that it's not available in some languages because of this issue. And it's like, just, just say it. Just, you know, it's like, why not? Uh, depends on the audience they're aiming mm. for. Because apparently the existence of COVID is surprisingly controversial in yeah. the United States. So maybe they're trying to avoid yeah, people who for some reason don't think this is actually a thing, but I have to feel like that's not a huge. I don't know. It, it's it's weird, and it's one of those things where you, you can just say there are extenuating circumstances. Yeah. The world is kind of crazy right now. We'll get them as soon as we are physically able to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, it, I think it, it, most people it, yeah. would understand. Uh, yeah, it just I think it was more so from like you know like right now you know obviously Disney Plus has launched in uh, Europe. Uh, back in March. Now there are these countries and it just keeps happening. Uh, I think uh, there was another series as well, which the same thing has happened with. Um, just, I think we've just got to just be aware of that, obviously as an internet, you know, for some of the international audiences, um, I'd say, well, we hit the majority of it, but I think we'll see this a little bit more going forward with um, Disney Plus. Um, moving on from National Streaming Day, um, we did have some other major news really from the business side of Disney Plus because Kevin Mayer, who was the chairman of the Disney Direct Consumer and International Division, basically left Disney and is heading over to TikTok to run their service over there. Um, that has now meant that Rebecca Campbell has now been positioned into her, into his place. And she's got a lot of history. She's worked at Disneyland and ran Disneyland and all the resorts there. She's worked at ABC for years. She's been part of Disney for like over 20 plus years. She's also been um, part of the international committee and stuff. She even managed to sort out some of the Disney Plus international distribution for Europe as well. So she's been working on Disney Plus, but we have a new leader. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. Something like, you know, what we would think of as the main guy at the top of Disney Plus suddenly decided, you know, more likely, I would suspect that after Bob Chapek got the big chief job, he decided that he was offered his own CEO at another big company. He jumped for it, which, you know, from, from his own personal stance, you know, that's up to him. But yeah, there's certainly uh, a big, yeah. yeah there, there were no details on the, on yeah. the why or uh, even really the how. Yeah. But, yeah, you have to assume if, if someone's jumping with that little amount of notice even at the sea level it's yeah the there might be like a feeling of missing out or being jumped over for somebody else 
Or maybe somebody, uh, TikTok just came along or like, here's a huge pile of cash. Help us out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could go any direction. Yeah. Um, but good luck to her. I, I think that she, it's one of those things where we, we don't really know the impact that no. these people are having in the back. She could be amazing. She could be very lucky. I would assume that if she is getting this job, that it's more uh, really good at the job than lucky. But we also know that sometimes the top level business can be odd. I, I yeah. don't think it is. No, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where it all goes forward of where, you know, cause obviously she's looking after lots of different things, not just Disney plus it's about the whole streaming things and on the international side, hopefully as well, it, you know, it continues that thing of having, you know, and also her coming in and maybe she can set out what they want, but obviously now Disney plus is so important. You know, they might, you know, there's going to be a lot of discussions. I don't think there's going to be any major last minute things, but yeah. So we've got a new, a new boss over at Disney plus, and we're just going to have to wait and see. Cause it's going to be one of those things. Of it, it could be years before we really see the full effect of what's going on. Um, moving on from there. So let's talk a little bit about uh, HBO max. So HBO max is going to be launching um, later this month. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's it's not just competition for Disney Plus, but it's actually in some ways much bigger of a thorn in Disney's side right now than I would say Netflix. Because essentially HBO and 20th Century Fox signed a deal way back in 2012 for a 10-year deal, which meant that all f- sort of Fox movies would go to HBO after they finished their cinema and also home video releases. So that deal is still going through to 2022 and some big movies are basically all movies from 20th century that go to cinemas will have to go through there first, do their run there before they come to Disney plus. Um, that's obviously just in the U S internationally. It's a little bit different. Um, for example, in, um, June, you're going to be getting, um, Ford versus Ferrari, Ad Astra adventures in babysitting and X-Men first class all arriving on HBO throughout the month along with hundreds of other movies. But I picked those ones out because obviously Adventures in Babysitting and X-Men First Class are available on Disney Plus in like Australia, etc. And I both Ad Astra and Ford vs. Ferrari are both PG-13, so could theoretically be Disney Plus movies. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting how this works out. So I think definitely for the next probably... Th- 18 months we will be mentioning hbo max when anything from fox drops on there because essentially these are our future disney plus content you know things like spies in the skies cool of the wild they're all going to be going to hbo first it's priced around about 14.99 but if you've already got like hbo you can kind of get it included in your deal there's a lot of content um but have you been um interested in the hbo max oh yeah i've been keeping my eye on it uh there isn't as much um original content on it at launch that I think would draw me into to subscribing right away because a lot of the HBO content, uh, you know, you can already get if you have the subscription, if you already have a premium television package, anything like that. If you don't, and I know a lot of people don't, this is a great deal though. There's, there's tons of really good stuff on there, but it, it doesn't even have like a, a Mandalorian style no. original. They've, they've got a couple of originals, but they don't have that, must see original unless you're a huge fan of say anna kendrick i think she's got a show or if you really 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 (laughs) but let's be let's let's just be honest anna kendrick gets something on every single launch she had i think something on quibbly something on (laughs) she doesn't seem to be jumping around um yeah 
she she does seem to be the go-to for uh you know the slightly quirky funny yeah. uh character and those kind of things but and i have no idea if that show that mm. it sounds like an updated version of like sex in the city so mm. not my genre but they do have the late show or the not so late show with elmo which does look <laughs> adorably cute i have to admit I'm not, I'm not even being sarcastic here that that yeah. looks like the way i wanted the muppet show to be not not the yeah. upcoming one that we already talked about but the the previous the, one yeah. that was on uh, abc a couple of years ago that's it sounds like that's how i wanted that show to be yeah it's it's strange really because because hbo Max isn't launching internationally. So obviously, like here in the UK, they've signed, like a, they only recently signed a five-year deal with Sky, aka Comcast slash NBC Universal slash um, it's going to be Peacock. So all of that is all integrated in with us for the next five years. So, you know, there is no point of them going forward with all of that. And they don't, they, while they do seem to be looking at international, they aren't looking at going uh, the same way as everybody else. So, it's always going to be limited because I think going forward, I mean, there's been you know talks of like you know, Disney Plus getting 200 million subscribers by 2025 and Netflix will be about 240, 250 million. And HBO Max is going to be down in the 15, 20 million because it's never going to get above what it's pretty much now got already because there's so many HBO things already of getting those people over to this new streaming. It seems more about making sure they keep their subscribers rather than going after new ones, which seems a bit funny. I'll, there is a big move in the last couple of years towards cord cutting. Uh, mm. We've talked about it before. It's obviously a big factor for Disney plus. Um, and if you've got, so for the most part, cord cutting is going to be uh, not people with premium channels. It's either uh, trying to save some money or, you know, they're just not getting value out of having TV. And if they're not getting value out of TV, they probably already canceled HBO and Showtime yeah. and all that stuff before. Not always, but that's generally the trend. And those people, the people who have the premium channels are also starting to, to cord cutting largely thanks yeah. to, to COVID and it's kind of accelerating mm -hmm. things. So HBO Max is a way to keep those subscribers even if they cut the cord. Yeah. I know they already had HBO Go, but Max just has more yeah it, it does look a good it definitely you know like looking at all the all the platforms right now and like you compare that to like to apple tv and um even even some way for me like with netflix because netflix is becoming just the original sh um stuff and it's like you know you, you look down that list of all these movies and they have got like they've almost they have like they like disney where they have got this massive back catalog i don't think warner brothers have ever been quite as good as capitalizing on the characters um, they've never, I mean, even like DC, they were always a bit iffy. Um, I still remember um, visiting a universe, a, a Warner Brothers theme park in Australia. And it was just like one of those weirdest kind of things that go, okay, we've got a wild, wild west ride. <laughs> just like you wouldn't really expect it to have so. And things like that have just like, and the police academy sh stunt show and these kind of things. And it's like, they've never really been able to fully get into that same place that Disney have. Um, and also they're all over the place in terms of how they are launching, like with different apps and different versions and so many different AT&T and D Direct and HBO stuff. And I, I think it's going to be a good platform. I think the price automatically puts it into the top tier and they've got to show what they've got. But I, I mean, I like, there's quite a few HBO shows that I've watched. HBO is kind of an odd one because it's never really been a standalone thing over here. And inter I think that may be the other problem internationally is like, it doesn't really mean anything internationally because it's just the logo that you see at the beginning of a movie that's on another platform. It's 
it doesn't have that you know we've never subscribed to hbo so it's, it's going to be interesting i just think going forward you know we are going to be like mentioning it with in terms of fox movies because or studios movies because that's where they're going to be going you know something like spies in the skies you know people are going to be going why is it not on disney possible well, it's got to and i've also you know we're going to see how long it takes to disappear off there and how quickly it lands but at the same time those movies will then start appearing up like in australia in the uk and stuff as well i mean i think like the art the art racing art in the rain is available on disney plus in australia as is x-men dark phoenix and that's been that whole issue i think with the new mutants as well because it had to go through cinnamon and it has to go through hbo because of the existing contracts it's all a bit messy and it's going to remain messy at least until yes. the contract is up um unless there's some major implosion at disney plus though uh we can expect that once the contract's up we'll yeah. stop having reason to talk about it but that said, uh, it does look like a really good platform. Uh, not yeah, I mean, for the Fox, but they've got some I mean, crazy good stuff on there. There is gonna, there is some other ones on there, like uh, at launch, for example, I have X Men Dark Phoenix, uh, the Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. Though one of them is coming over to Disney Plus next month, like Armageddon, True Lies, Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone two, Dick Tracy, uh, Live Free and Die Hard are just some of the PG 13s that I picked out, along yeah, with like Aliens. Yeah. You were doing so well until Live Free or Die Hard. That was such that well, was a good, good list yeah. of movies. <laughs> well, yeah, it was the thing is I went, I went, so I saw that one. I was like, well, Die Hard one, two, and three are all um, rated R, but that one actually is a PG thirteen, so technically could theoretically come over. Um, they Die Hard is. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Die Hard is the go-to Christmas movie. So, um, it, and I'm not the, kidding. Gremlins was on last night, and it was. I'm like, no, no, this is a Christmas movie. I don't want to watch it now. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Just to be clear, the the first Die Hard movie is a is a fantastic Christmas movie. The second one, maybe you can argue that. After that, not I much. always I always really did like uh, uh, with Vengeance with Samuel Jackson. I always thought that was. A good oh no, movie. no. I think that's a very good movie too. But that's that's not a Christmas movie. No, no. That's what I mean. So moving on from Die Hard, <laughs> as we do. Um, right. So. National Geographic announced its upcoming slate of, movie, of TV shows for 2021 and 2020. So I'm going to go through these rather quickly just to kind of say what's coming in. Because obviously anything with National Geographic, um, theoretically, will end up on Disney+. Plus As long as it's not too mature, there's a number of shorts, for example, that have recently dropped onto the YouTube channel. And there's a Bark, Bark Wilds. I don't know if that will arrive or not. Well, that might be a bit too edgy. But we've got Caesar's Way, which is a 10-part season uh, that's going to be dropping in spring 2021, where the Dog Whisperer is back. We have got Secrets of the Zoo, North Carolina, eight-part series dropping in the fall. Uh, we have got Returning of Secrets of the Zoo, season four. The Incredible Dr. Poe, seasons 18 and 19. His show, it seems to be very... I must admit, I'm up to just getting on to season three now on Disney+. Plus. Um, Dog Impossible season two, Heartland Doc season three. The first season literally just dropped yesterday onto Disney Plus, so that I need to check that one out. Uh, Critters Fitters. Oh, so try like to say that one again. Critter Fixers season two. <laughs> that will be dropping in spring at 2021. Dr. Oakley Yukon Vet season seven will be dropping in spring 2021. Um, I have watched a few episodes of the first season. I think I don't know quite what one we're up to on Disney Plus, but I'm kind of liking that one. The Puppy Draft, Spring 2021, which is uh, each year hundreds of young professional athletes pick up and move to one of the 32 major cities in order to live out their dream and achieve greatness. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, Photo Arc, there's going to be a two-hour special event in the fall, which is all about looking at National Geographic um, 
sort of photographs of wild animals, etc. Um, that looks pretty good. And then two Dr. Poe specials, 12 Days at 12 Days of Poe, which is going to be a thing happening around Christmas time, and Poe Olympics, which is coming in sp- summer 2021, where there's going to be a marathon full of memorable cases and fun-filled moments to find out which episode will win the gold medal for the best vet. So that's the that wild ones. So what did you what jumped out from you there? Uh, frankly, quite a few of them, but nothing that I would. There's a number of ones that when they pop on, I'll probably sit down and watch piece by piece. Uh, but there was there weren't any where I was like, I have to see that one right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I'm still a good lineup though. Yeah, I think as well as that, it's like that they're going to become like a staple of Disney Plus, those shows, because they are long-running series. And I've been, I, I prefer the Yukon vet at the minute to Dr. Poe. I've, I've watched a few, se- I am getting into Dr. Poe's thing, and he's, he's kind of got, a, 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 it's a funny character of him. He's, he's pretty um, interesting with it all going on. I don't think I've seen that one at all, like any episodes of that. Maybe no. I'll try that one out. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'm just enjoying all those ones. So moving on from there, this is onto National Geographic. Um, so we have got uh, 9-11, so it's a six-part award-winning series that will be coming um, next year. We've also got, actually, no, 70, I'm trying to work out, oh no, <laughs> it says 72 films, but that's the company that's making it, I was going, 72, <laughs> a bit much. Um, we've got Breaking Bobby Jones, a 16-part series all about, um, with the award-winning radio personality Bobby Bones where he's in, I honestly, I have never heard of him before. Um, I haven't either, but I don't listen to radio, so that's not really a surprise. No, he f- travels to far-flung destinations around the country to find people with unique jobs, skills, hobbies, and abilities. And upon arrival, he meets up with local heroes who challenge him to conquer, or at least attempt the tricks of the trade and live up to the mantra, fight, grind, repeat. Okay, that sounds a bit better. Um, also, we've got Explorer, which is... Uh, just looking here, it's a reimagined version of the flagship series, which was a truly multi-platform uh, show, which is going to be running with ABC News. Uh, we've also got Race to the Center of the Earth, uh, which is going to be f- in full 20. Going to be racing around the, uh, the world to get a $100 million prize. This, to me, is bang on the money. This is, for me, the one thing I want to watch. We recently had a series end here in the UK where they raced right through Latin America from Mexico down. And I love these shows. This, I, I like the amazing race, those kind of things. This is for me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm watching that straight away. That'll be a, a must watch for me. I've, I've um, actually never watched any of those shows like the amazing race or whatever. The, the, I don't know. Maybe I'll try this one, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the reality shows, even, even, even more wholesome reality shows like this have never been my kind of thing. I think for me, it's always about the, it's always a travel ad, the travel element because um, of having done a lot of backpacking around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always kind of, especially like, in Latin America, when I'm there, like been there, been there, been there, and it was that kind of thing of I just love that whole aspect. And they've got to get there, and the, you know, the events that happen going. I think it's it's such an, an interesting way of traveling, and you know, when they see stuff and what happens and meeting the locals and yeah, I just, I just, it just brings back all those backpacking memories and it just, <laughs> but I love, you know, my, it's that kind of thing of like, it's like, do, do a minute. Yeah. I'll, I'm up for it. That would be, <laughs> if I had to do a game show, that would be the kind of thing I'd love to do. But moving on from there, we've got um eight part series coming in January, all about trafficked, which is exploring uh, the complex and inner workings of the global underground of smuggling 
on the black market. Whether or not things, things like that are where we start getting a bit iffy with Disney Plus. Um, sometimes if it's slightly mature, they won't pop it on there. It goes to Hulu instead. Uh, that's more than yeah. slightly mature, if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of thing of I always is a thing to me of like if it's an you know, if it's a documentary thing of like it shouldn't it's that kind of thing of like kids probably wouldn't want to watch it anyway, and it's that thing of they you, most of the time it would be talking about it. And I don't know, it's the kind of thing of like these are documentaries and they're they're important to know. It depends on what level they are of um what they show and stuff, but yeah, me, there's always that kind of there's always a, there's always that weird line with um, documentaries of like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and what's PG, what's you know there's always that kind of line and that there the the subject matter will probably kind of slide into it's probably not quite right for for Disney Plus. Right, and parents are always gonna have to straddle that line between making sure your kid is uh, aware of the world mm-hmm. and the dangers it poses and maybe not introducing him to it too early. No. So, I mean, I think like it, a 13, 14, 15 year old, it's like, it's, a, you know, there's that kind of thing of like, they, sh- you know, they need to know about this stuff. But yeah, for younger ones, it's not. Moving on from there, in 2021, we're going to be getting a four-part event called Planet of the Whales, where they'll be um, filming, they've been filming in three, over three years in 24 locations. Um, it just, yeah, that to me, just bang up, like, thank you very much, I'm in. Um, I'd yeah. love to see love to see that one. Planet of the Whales, Blue Planet, uh, yeah. Kingdom of the the what was it? White I Wolf. think it was the Kingdom of the Blue Whale, stuff like that. Yeah. I I, yeah. I love these kind of things. Yeah, I mean the things like oceans and all the blue planet, all the all those things. I'm dead in on them. Then we've got um, Genius you uh, Genius Aretha, which will be dropping in fall 2020. Now that was supposed to be dropping this month, but I think it's been delayed a little bit. That's why we've got Bark Skins early. Uh, whether or not this one drops onto Disney Plus, I don't know. We haven't got the other two seasons. They're available on Hulu at the minute. One's like Picasso. Again, this is just more adult fare. And it's that kind of thing. If you're going to use the National Geographic brand, it's some things like this could be interesting. But it is in the TV 14 category. But I would love to know more about Yufa. I don't really know much about her other than a couple of her songs, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's it's very much an Americana thing yeah. an american history thing so i there should be a lot of interest in this mm. um it'll be interesting to see how they do it mm. i'll be honest if they put the other two seasons on there i think it's picasso and um i can't think of the other one but we've also got um best picture of the year that will be coming in the future some new documentaries including blood on the wall which is going to be coming in fall 2020 which is a caravan of migrants um heading across the border into the united states so again that one probably um, might not find its way. Rebuilding Paradise, um, devastating firestorm in uh, Paradise, California is all about how it's like rebuilding it, rebuilding the town. So that one might be a bit more in line. Being made by Ron Howard, uh, and it's a it's a more recent event too. It's mm. still it's still fairly fresh. I'm still waiting for that uh, whale for the uh, the whale documentary that Leonardo DiCaprio did. Um, for National Geographic. I'm hoping that that one will come on at some point as well. Um, we've also got Saudi Runway, which is all about a young woman in Saudi Arabia reckoning with strict social norms of, again, these kind of things is where it's going to fall the line. Because you can see lately, for example, there's a lot of shorts that have been dropped onto Disney, onto, sorry, onto YouTube to do that. Torn, um, winter 2021. This one's all about um, the 
legendary climber Alex Lowe, who was tragically lost in an avalanche. And yeah, it's just, again, these, there's so many different things that they go down the line of. Moving on from there, some returning series. So uh, Brain Games with Keenan Michael Key. He's going to be returning for a 10-part season. Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. So 10 episodes of the third season will be dropping. Running Wild Bear Grylls. That'll be returning for a second season with 10 episodes. There's also going to be, as per usual, we've got um, Shark Fest Week, National Parks Week, and also Wicked Tuna and Wicked Tuna Out of Banks are going to be returning along with Life Below Zero, Life Below Zero Next Generation, and Life Below Zero Port Protection. <laughs> I'm getting the impression that Life Below Zero is quite the popular show. Yeah, I mean, some of these, I mean, it's that thing now, like, you, can, you know, there's quite a few there at the end. You're going, yep, yeah, that's, you know, these are all on there. And yeah, just more, I think, I do feel as a whole that the, the, there has been a little bit of a shift in the last couple of, last couple of months of where they are going with kind of like the, the more adult content. But yeah, I mean, at least we know, I think at least half of that we know will arrive on Disney plus the other half will probably will do. There's just maybe the odd one that doesn't quite fit. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a good solid lineup for 2020, 2021. Usually what happens with these, they arrive on Disney plus about four to six weeks after they have finished their initial run on network television, unless it all completely changes by then. Cause that's a long way away. <laughs> the, they could definitely change or they could uh, they could lower the delay time at the very least. Uh, it, particularly since most of these are fairly educational content, uh, the kind of thing you want to put in front of kids if for whatever reason, schools still haven't gotten back into session uh, in, in physical form, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still believe, I personally think that a day after um, airing is the best way for them to go forward and I think it will really help push it out but then they don't get the big drops on Fridays which um, is something they definitely seem to be moving forward right so that um, I think that pretty much wraps up most of the news so now let's talk about there's quite a lot of new additions to Disney Plus this week so we're going to go through um, well let's just get the, the big one out of the way the big fib <laughs> I knew you were going to start that the second I <laughs> Oh, I, my word. I, I messaged you earlier this week, <laughs> uh, Friday, really. Um, and I, it's like, I didn't even make it five minutes into an episode. They, I picked a random episode. Um, mm. I think it was the one uh, yarn. There was knitting. Mm. I remember that because that, that was right at the beginning. And this, the, the second woman they introduced, you know, one of the, one of the two adults is, is the fibber. Yeah. And she is just covered in this, uh, like, yarn ball. Like yeah. they're, they're all just hanging off and, and she has this very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exaggerated yeah. uh, appearance and just like, okay. Right. I, and I made to, it, I made it yeah. a couple minutes after that and I was like, uh, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> right. Cause I started on the first episode and it was about, and there was this woman doing, she was a hairdresser for bold eagles. And it was just like, Oh my word, this is awful. This is dreadful. Um, but if you speak for a little bit, it then brings on a real expert and someone pretending to be a real expert. But like, but apparently it's the funny, silly warm-up round of that. It's when they, at the beginning, they bring in, uh, somebody on like to be to kind of bring some entertainment to the kid. And it was just like, um, when they got the adults together, they kind of, they had to give stories and show, they got asked questions and they had to answer it. And then they had another thing where they had to do like a rapid fire question. And then at the end, they had to stand there while the kid decided and he pressed a button. And if they were the fibber, they had foam dumped all over them. 
Um, I love this kind of thing of like, this is a, as a lot of people have been pointing out, a Nickelodeon style kids show. Mm-hmm. We're not the target audience. I thought it was dreadful. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I really struggled to get through that first episode. Um, I also know our, the reviewer, our Jeremy, he messaged me and said he was really struggling to get through the episode. And I didn't, he goes, you don't want all 15 episodes reviewed. And I'm like, no, just do the one. <laughs> it was just like, like if you, I said, if you'd hate it, don't carry on with it. Do the one episode and that'll be enough. Um, this is, yeah, this is just a strange, like it is pure, pure kids to you. Even the way it was presented, it was like, an, you know, it almost felt like they were going to an ad break, but then they put like something weird in the middle. And the Clive, the robot kind of with some really cheesy, it was like, this is full blown kids TV. Um, it's not aimed at me. It's aimed at kids. I will not pick this thing up again. I am going to be so interested to see uh, if this gathers any steam. The fact that we didn't see anything but one trailer. No, they didn't put out any. Um, I don't even think they put out any previews. There was, they kept quiet. Um, maybe they just did, I don't know, strange. It kind of got pushed under the way because two other things came along on the same day and it was like, yeah, we're dropping 15 episodes all at once. But we, it's like, yeah, maybe they realized this was not going to work week to week. I don't know. It just, I just watched them. Really? Okay, this is such a kid's TV. Like, it's like this. I think even as a kid, I probably would have been watching it going, it's a bit, a bit cheesy. <laughs> I think it would depend on the age range. Like, I could yeah. remember, I remember watching Double Dare as a kid. And while that one presented more as like a, jeopardy for kids but then they're they're wacky slime and disgusting related uh tasks this kind of gave me those same vibes i'm not sure how i would have reacted to it as a kid but it is in that vein of you know double dare you can't do that on television which wasn't the game show but was very much on uh you know sliming people and covering them with gross things and stuff like that I could see liking it as a kid, but yeah, as an adult, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's, it no. was, it was so strange because it was like, there were some moments that are like so childish. And then there was other bits that were like, you know, she's answering the question about jellyfish with quite, you know, with detailed words and explaining it to the kid. And the kid's just not stupid because, you know, he's asking these questions. I mean, he's reading them off. So, I mean, but it's generally seemed, you know, reasonably intelligent enough to work out, you know, what was going on. And it was like, well, like these are really cheap, it's like a gag about like not having your microphone turned on and then having your voice change when he turns it back on and, you know, and then doing haikus of like silly words. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> it's like, I didn't even, I still don't know what a haiku is. Let, let it <laughs> I do know what a haiku is, but it's, uh, unless it you're not... trained as a, a poet, it's not necessarily an easy thing to just pull off on the spot. No, it was just, I just, it was that kind of really, really weird thing of just going, oh, this is such a weird show. Such a weird, weird little show. Um, I'm not going to watch it again. Um, I'd love to know if you, if you are listening and you enjoyed it, let us know either in the comments or get in touch with social media because I'm hoping somebody likes it because a few people on the Facebook group have been sort of talking about it, but it, it, to be honest, it, it did get flooded away with two other things that we're going to go into next. It, but. Not necessarily whether you liked it, but if you've got young kids, let's say mm-hmm. like in the seven and under range, if they liked it, I'd be curious if that yeah. hit the audience that it's aiming for. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to be watching to see if it kind of 
pops up on the trending or if it kind of keeps momentum or if it just drops off and we never hear from it ever again. It's, it's just an odd one. I think as well, when Disney aren't hyping something, you kind of get the, you get that sort of feeling just before it of, you know, whether or not they think it, because when they think it's that, when they think there's money involved, they will promote, <laughs> promote it. And when they don't, they don't. <laughs> there's, um, I mean, to be fair, that's, that's pretty much every yeah. uh, entertainment. You can normally tell when a company has zero faith in a product based simply on trailers, ads, yeah. uh, how much you hear about a movie. If a movie hits theaters and you're like, wait, what movie is that? I don't, I don't that's probably an indicator that there's very little yeah. faith. Sometimes movie. we go through the movie list on PlayStation when we're looking through the PlayStation store. Sometimes we rent a movie, and it's like, "Well, I was going to sit and then I go, 95 percent of these movies I have never heard of." So they're well, they might be right. I said they won't be. I said there's a reason why they've gone. You know, they're hidden away. You know, they're not even being promoted on them from pages. Like, it's, yeah. The best is when you have like a big name or like an A or B list actor as the headline, and the first you hear about it is like in the video on demand section. Yeah. Wait, when, when did that person do that movie? I like that actor. Yeah. Well, if you didn't hear about the movie, you might want to stay away and keep your opinion of that actor intact. Yes. Uh, no. So, so let's now move on from the big fib onto Zenimation, a surprise drop. I say surprise. It was on the UK website a few weeks ago. They put up on, on, the, on, today, on yesterday's date that it was coming. We couldn't find any information on that. We knew nothing what it was. It was not what I was expecting it to be. A, what was it, an ASMR video or something like that? Of like, um, um, like yeah, I guess so, that would be the term yeah, for it. I think that's what a few people have been saying. Of just like sound effects and running water and air and walking on grass. And I am going to be completely on it all with like uh, really beautiful Disney backdrops. It's basically like they've taken scenes out of the movie, taken away the music, taken away the voice, and it's just the sound effects. And I put it on, and I left it on in the background while I was um, sorting out yesterday's video. And then we're going, what is this? This just make it's like, and I, I put up on the Facebook group, anybody, what does anybody think of this? And a load of people go, oh, it's really relaxing, and it helps keep my anxiety and all the rest of it. And I'm, going, I'm just going, this is not for me. I could understand the, like, the running water in the way, I, you know, that kind of thing you put it on while you're trying to sleep. It's like, if someone was creeping around, maybe it's too, minute, too much time playing video games, but if I hear noises, I'm going around trying to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time playing Metal Gear Solid this last few days. So I think it's got into my mind so you hear noises, there's somebody coming. <laughs> uh, see, for me, I, I fall into the relaxing category on that one. Yeah. I, I've never been into ASMR, particularly when people are involved. And I know there's a whole subset of like people breathing into microphones or, or yeah. eating with the microphone real close. It's that. And I've also, I've got a, a cat water like waterfall thing here at the apartment yeah. and it absolutely like makes my skin crawl when it's low on water and it starts making like the bubbling sound which sounds a lot like a river. other than that though like i really actually enjoyed this a lot that it reminded me of a bug's life um and uh, let me explain mm. there was uh <laughs> on the dvd release back in the day the dvd yeah. not even blu-ray or whatever they had multiple audio channels that you could tune into. You could have the movie with yeah. just the soundtrack. You could have the movie with just the sound effects. And for whatever reason, that sound effect only track, I found like immensely fascinating. It's not even necessarily a, a relaxing thing. I just like, someone had to go in and make those noises because it's all animated. There's no, mm. the, those noises 
aren't happening. And I just found the whole thing fascinating. And this, that's, this hit that same itch for me. Or I watched several of them back to back and it's just like, yeah, this is really interesting. It's fun to see uh, the movies without the other distractions on top of the voiceovers and the music. And you just like, oh yeah, I never noticed the sound of that fish swimming away or, yeah. or whatever. And then, but it, it, I, I agree, it's going to be very hit and miss for people. Some people like yourself are going to look at this and go, I don't get it. And other no, I, gonna, I yeah. And other it, people are, are going to be, this is, it, it's Zen. It's in the title. Yeah. It's, it's not meant to be um, like a, a huge experience. You're not supposed to come out of it like revved up and ready to go. You're kind of just five, six minutes of just nothing out. Just letting your brain kind of cool off for a while. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I'll be honest. I was definitely in the category of like, I don't get it. I mean, I thought the editing and stuff of how it was all put together um, seemed to work really well. Um, I, they took a lot of detail into it. And I, I think I start the water one, the water one made it, I was sort of sitting there with the water one and going, okay, I can kind of get this. This is kind of like having a well tape on or something when you're trying to sleep or something like that. And then I went into like landscapes and ground and I'm just like, oh, no, yeah. And I think I got to about the sixth one of like, yeah, I really, I don't, I'm no clear on this. <laughs> I was just like, yep, not for me. I'm, I'm glad people are enjoying it. And I suspect there's going to be something that if you like it, you'll just have it on repeat. Um, I can see that would be a big thing. I actually, the, the complaint that I had was that they are too short. This is the kind of thing though, that you can find on YouTube very easily, mm. like one hour of sounds at Hogwarts or one hour of yeah. sounds at Hobbiton or, or things like that. Mm. And it's the kind of thing where a four minute chunk, you, yeah. you're either going to be in your situation where you're like, that was four minutes of my life. I'm not getting back. What was that? <laughs> or you're on the other side where four minutes, like four minutes really isn't long enough for me to get into that Zen mode, like properly. Yeah. So almost a, yeah. They, they need to, yeah. to do like a playlist of it mm. and, or, or it needs to just be like, uh, even if it's the same four-minute clip looped over and over yeah. and over again, you need to have the option of being able to watch it for longer periods of time. Yeah, it's definitely a strange one. I'm glad it's there for people. It's kind of one of those weird things of like, you know, okay, it's something. You know, it's going to have an audience. I can't imagine it was too expensive for them to make, so it's kind of an easy kind of Disney Plus original to kind of pop in. Again, why they didn't drop that? Why they didn't? And that, I almost like, I know it's in some ways a lot of people would have been like, this is a straight if they if they're like me and go. This is just cheap. This is there's nothing to this. This is pointless. Why are you putting this on there? Why they didn't use that announce that during National Streaming Day and say this is coming on Friday and drop the trailer? I don't know. That would have made so much more sense than two pictures of this affair. Um, yeah, people wouldn't have mainstream audiences wouldn't have got it, but people are liking it. You know, it's it's, it's one of those strange ones. Um, it's like uh, Netflix at Christmas time. They put on the, the Yule log fire. It's well, you can, yeah, they have got the Arendelle Yule top right, fire. Right, exactly. So but it's, this, it's the same idea as that. It, you're not meant to be watching it actively. You're just meant to, to kind of chill and have it on as ambiance. Um, yeah, I, I would be curious at what the level of effort was for them. Because I know more recent movies, they probably still got all the assets split yeah. out. So for the Frozen scenes, Frozen mm-hmm. 2... All they had to do was was just re-record it or or print out a new copy without all the other audio files. But something like even The Little Mermaid, I'm yeah. wondering, do they have master copies still that 
where they can just go, okay, turn off that soundtrack, turn off the audio track, turn off the, the voice track mm-hmm. and just print it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting. Even well, some they, of the there older, were some older some, ones too in there. I too. mean, there was some, there was like, uh, uh, like sleeping beauty or something. There was some re- and like Peter Pan. I don't know. Maybe as well when they've like uh, remastered them, they've then separated them at that point. So they can get, I don't know. That's uh, true. They, they have done remasters so many times in 4k upscales and things like you that. You could definitely notice on some of them, like I think it's like, uh, meeting the Robinsons where the, the screen as- aspect was a lot smaller because they haven't like, extended it. So I don't know. It was, like I said, an interesting release. Um, moving on from there, Taylor Swift, uh, concert of lover was, um, dropped on Monday. Um, did you watch this one? I, I did watch it. And I have to admit Taylor Smith, Taylor Smith, Taylor (laughs) Swift, uh, is not like a, not an artist I would typically listen to. Like I don't dislike her stuff. And if, if I, for whatever reason was listening to the radio, I wouldn't change away from it, but she's not uh, a singer that I actively listen to. That said, the visual production on this was really cool. I love the way they did it kind of coffee house style with it being very dark in a single spotlight kind of effect going on. That was pretty cool. Yeah. See, I will be, see, this is one of those ones of, I think I put it on about five, six times this week. <laughs> so I've done the exact opposite way because I've been just chucking it on while I've been like editing videos and stuff in the evening and just like having the music on in the background because I like the album anyway. So I like the songs. I thought the performances were very good. They were much more stripped back, the acoustic kind of versions for most of them. They, it wasn't a big set piece. It was an album launch that they, she was doing, first time performing them. Um, it was very, like I say, it was a personal little event, nice and simple, just about her. Um, apparently, the actual original track list was about twice the size, but because they didn't have the, the rights on the older, mo- um, older songs aren't there, for, you know, there's lots of legal issues going on with her and her own uh, record day before that. So it was only really the new stuff. 45 minutes, I could have done, I would have quite liked the entire concert because I was there going, this would be something because I just popped on. It's only available for a limited time. We don't know how long it's on there for. But I thought this was a, this is like, it literally ended and I, I just hit, and I had to, it's like, there's no replay button. On. It's like, I suddenly realized there was no, like, instant rewind. I've never done that on anything else where I've actually got to the end of it and go, I want to watch that again. It was like, I've got to stop it. And it was like, get to the end and then stop me. And I was like, well, this is a bit awkward. But yeah, see, I'm the exact opposite. I put that on just to just put it on in the background and really enjoy it. I'm really hoping we get a lot more of this. I'm hoping the viewing numbers kind of tie in with this. It was a really, I, really enjoyable thing. I would like them to put more concert stuff on. Whether or not it's concerts that I would watch doesn't really matter. They have such a huge catalog of uh, Disney stars who've gone on to be singers and, and performers. Yeah that you have to imagine that they've got at least some things they can do or, or bring people back for, you know, even do something like bring the original high school, the musical cast mm. together for, for some sort of sing along kind of, I know they had some of them pop on for the various, um, the other sing alongs, the, the impromptu ones yeah. they did for COVID, but they've got a reputation for making musical people uh, mm. and presenting them. They could be, doing a lot of these kind of concerts and whether or not you know it's music for you this one might be for you it might not be yeah but the next one could be because they also have such a wide range of music that they present i think definitely when we get back into doing things like, you know when they start having concerts again filming concerts at like the hollywood bowl and things like that and utilizing 
you know, there's, there's got to be along the lines of this is a nice, easy win. It's essentially, it could be cheap TV to produce because you're, you've got an event, you've sold the event out, the event has paid for itself, and then the artist is literally just having extra publicity on top. You know, you could have had, you know, Shakira do something, you know, all those different people that were in those um, sing-alongs all could have, all could end up doing a, a concert with their new albums. I just, it's whether or not obviously Disney want to pay for it, but I'm surprised we don't see a lot more of this. But um, I, I think we will see a lot more of it because, as you said, it is relatively cheap to produce. And uh, even in the current situation, you can do these kind of things without an, an audience there. Um, they used to have like the, the MTV Unplugged. I remember you, used to, you know, you used to watch those kind of things, you know, and it just to me, it just seems like a, a natural, easy thing to do. But again, it, it, the thing with that one might come down to how much money the artists want, because that's where the <laughs> sticking point is. Right, so moving on from there, um, so before we get into the big one, a couple of other things I did watch as well. I just watched the new episode of the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Did you watch that one? I actually have not yet. I, I am behind an episode on that. At yeah, the I didn't watch last week's. I, I, for some reason, I did put it on. Did you skip it entirely? Or? Yeah, I don't know why. I just, I just missed it. And so I watched the fourth one today, and I'll be honest, best episode. Um, okay purely primarily focused on the technology it was all about that the the basically the, the, the 360 wall with the ceiling and how he did it how it evolved how they made it how it works um moving on from like the lion king and jungle book we see lots of making of behind that as well of how it's moved along a lot more round table i thought it was the best episode i've seen so far it was it was like, okay, I enjoyed that one. I got to the end and went, I feel like I learned something. I've learned <laughs> it was just like, I feel like I got what I wanted when I went in there. How did that technology, how, what? And you're looking at it now going, they are going to be using this for so much stuff going forward because this is going to save Hollywood. <laughs> it's going to save Disney with all this time. Because it's all based on video game technology. It's, I, I, in some ways, I don't want to run a rumor, but you, the wall doesn't actually just stay. It's not like a... a a static win a static behind you think of it you tend to think of it as a, oh it's just like a backdrop it's not the camera it's like a video game the camera is a video so as it's moving the whole wall is then like shaping itself like when you've got a character in a video game when you turn and it like re so that all the back screen is moving in line with the camera to the angle so it, it it's just crazy i mean you just when you're watching it and it's all moving you, i mean I know the the uh, was it the girl that plays Cara Dune said you know motion sickness and just like because the whole thing is moving with them and amazing amazing technology I mean this is really going to be a massive thing I think moving forward especially for the next few years of Disney just not having to send people abroad. No, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it uh, this weekend here in the states for a lot of people who are still working. It's actually a uh, a holiday yes. weekend, so we've got yes, some same. extra time. Same uh, I'm going to get caught up on that. Probably a couple other shows as well. Mm. Um, also what's the new episode of It's a Dog's Life um, I did yeah. not I, I purposely skipped well I don't know, I don't know why I, I, was, I know because I was going to do a review for it so I have got to write that one up and it was a bit like I'm going to give it a second go I won't be doing that with Big, with big Fib but I was like okay now I'm still not really getting it it's yeah it's I don't know it's, it's, just, it's a strange yeah. one we're not the target audience. Again, yeah. it is documentary light for mm. younger audiences. 
I, it doesn't want to go into the, the in-depth stuff. Why, how can a dog be trained as a sheep herder? Just here's yeah. a dog being a sheep herder. That was from the, the first episode. The, the first, the, the one of them was, there was a dog that worked at, at, with a cheetah and at a zoo. And I was a bit like, okay, I've not seen this before. This is different. And the cheetah is work and the dog are playing together and they're training together. And I was like, okay. I was like, even, you know, like Bill was like, I don't know about this. I'm like, okay. And then another one was like a, an emotional support dog for um, someone with disabilities. And he likes doing voiceover. So he does, he does goofy and stuff. So they end up doing that. And it was like, okay, I, I think it was, sl- I, like if you took the cheetah bit and the well poop from last week, that would have been a really good episode. <laughs> um, so no, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. I was a bit more like, okay, easy, easy. That was, that felt a little bit more easy. And also the segment where they did the Skype bit wasn't quite as jittery as <laughs> Um, but yeah, so generally that one it was all right. I I'm gonna do a written review, but probably about a three, three out of five. So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad. I didn't I didn't dislike it, but I compared to the big fib where I would be just like this is a one. I I'm the good and I started speeding up. But I was like that. So let's move on now to the big one. Um, out a brand new Pixar Spark short called Out. Um, this one is again. Not really a lot of publicity going into this one. We, we knew it was coming when it got dropped in the video back at the beginning of the month. There was no publicity building up to it. We didn't know anything about it. The day before it came out, a trailer broke. And that was kind of the start, really, of then realizing this one is all about um, a guy called Greg who is struggling to come out to his parents, uh, that he's gay. He's living with his boyfriend, Manuel, and they're moving into a house together. And he's just really struggling to tell this because that's what it's about coming out. Why I didn't think of this when the name came out, I didn't even cross my mind that that would have been suddenly it's like, Oh yes. And this one, there is, I mean, there's moments in it that you're like, okay, you know, there's this big, great big rainbow and this pink dog and purple cat come down with like full on. Um, and this dog collar is magical. And then, and then they end up changing places with a dog. And then the dog's trying to stop his mum from finding out. And I was just, I just thought it was so good. I literally got to the end. I was just like, got to the end. It was like, that was so good. Um, there was a scene with the dad at the end. And I was a bit like, I was, I was leaking a little bit. And I was just like, and the mum, you know, mentioning the fact of, that, you know, she, you know, she just met, just talking to the dog. Like you, some people do, you know, that kind of thing of like, you're just talking to it because you don't need, you're not worried about it. And that's that sense of like, she knows, you know, and it was just, I thought it was so good. I thought it was so, it was nice to have something, I say original. That was what was I really enjoyed was it was like, oh, this is something that I've not seen on Disney. I've not seen an animation before. This is a really interesting story. And I was just like, I, I was entertained. I thought it was funny. It made me cry. It made me laugh. It was just like, this is what you want from a short. And I was, I was really impressed with it. I thought this was really good. Oh, I thought this was great too. And I will admit when they announced the title, I did not make that connection at all. But within the first five seconds, the, the, the rainbow popping, I was like, ah, that kind of out. Got it. Yes. Um, but yeah, this was fantastic all the way around. Uh, I will admit that a lot of my enjoyment of it came from the more juvenile humor of him being the dog being in his body and yeah. him grilling with his father or yeah. the dog grilling with his father and still acting like a dog. And I was, mm. I laughed pretty hard at that entire sequence. It was really well done. But then it also hit the emotional moments. Like 
you were talking about the mom talking to the dog and and being like uh he doesn't share things with us anymore and and and, you know her coming to grips that he is an adult and also that kind of hint that she she already knows he she wished she would just tell her and trust her with this uh this fact of his life and it it's just really well done. The art style was interesting. A, yeah. a little jarring at first. Yeah. Um, but once once you start seeing it in motion, I think it, it works really well for the story. Yeah, the, I would be honest. That was the one thing I wasn't so keen on was the art style. I would have loved it to have been a proper, properly Pixar animated. You know, the full-on CGI. You know, let's put some, essentially put some money into this and make it look like... and. I see why they were doing it, and I think the art style did what it was very bright, very colorful you know, when they changed over and the and the it made sense i mean he was i just there were so many aspects to this I was just like going, this was such a a well done a well made short it's hitting a, a, an important story um you know and it's that difficult thing because it is it is so difficult um you know and i've had I've had discussions with friends you know that about when they came out to their parents and stuff and some of them were nowhere near, you know, they're nowhere near like this one. Um, especially with one of them that um, fans, <laughs> fans stuff on the internet, on, a, on the laptop. And it was just like, you know, then they had to have the conversation kind of thing. So it's like, you know, this whole thing is like, this was so much more, you know, funny, you know, more. And it was that kind of thing. It's like, I mean, I mean, no, there's a lot of people that don't like it and don't want it on there. And it was, I'll be honest, yesterday on the Facebook group it, and on YouTube, it has been, we just spent most of the day just dealing with issues with it. And it was just this kind of thing of going, this is so needed. This was so needed for so many people. And so I've, I've been honest, I've never seen so many comments about a short of um, it just the amount of love for this one on yesterday. It was completely out doing all of the negativity. It was along the lines of, wow, there's a, so many people were just singing the praises about this short. And, I was like, this is what Spark Shorts is about. This is about breaking down the boundaries. This is about doing something different, telling different stories, letting new people to sell their stories. I mean, you think of Spark Shorts now, we've had toxic masculinity at work. We've had um, pit bull fighting. We've had autism. We've had another one on autism. We've had one about immigration. Now we've had one about coming. You know, these are modern issues that need to be told. And Disney aren't at that point yet where they can make a mainstream movie about this yet. This wouldn't have, the audience isn't there yet, but this is the, this was the perfect way of them doing it. Just putting it out on Disney plus as a short getting that. I mean, we've already kind of saw it of onward and the issues that came on from that, but this was, you know, the storyline that was the main character. It, this is what it was about. It wasn't about anything else. It wasn't a subplot. It wasn't a it like diary of a future president. That was a subplot. You know, it was not connected to the main one high school musical, the musical, the series, you know, that was just in there is just a normal side plot that you wouldn't, that was no different than any of the other issues going on. So it really does make me think now of like, you look at all these things and go, you know, when all the issues hit with Love Victor being moved to Hulu, it's like, when we see Love Victor, we might see why it moved over. And I think a lot of it was due to underage drinking and all the rest of it. Because they are pushing the boundaries on this. And I just, I just thought it was great. I just thought it was a really, really great short. And yeah, it, it was needed. I think it was, and also like we've, we've got like Pride Month coming up next month. I just thought very good. Definitely going to bring people in. Definitely going to get a lot of attention, I think, for Disney. Um, and yeah, I just, and I love, I just sat down there and watched it and it was like, 
yeah, that was great. That was exactly what I wanted from a short. Yeah, it was all around fantastic. And if you are one of the people who question why we need to have this kind of short, just look at the negativity in the comments because uh, while things turn out okay for these characters, um, and this is obviously something I've never had to go through yeah. myself, but it is generally pro pretty well accepted that uh, coming out to your parents, you have no idea how that's going to go one way or another. They could, they could be parents who you think are totally accepting and cool and chill and just flip out completely. And it can be the other side where you think you have a, a very um, rigid, uptight family yeah. unit and you come out to them and they're like, oh, okay, well, we can, we can yeah. figure this out. And, and they become accepting. And of course, the opposite of that yeah. as well. It's, it's such an important, it's the thing over now of like, you know, it's, it's just important. It's, it's one of those situations of, you know, this story essentially wouldn't happen if it was the other way around. Like, oh, mom, I've got a boyfriend, you know, that kind of, you know, or, you know, if it was a girl character, oh, I've, I've, I've got a boyfriend, it wouldn't have been this story. It wouldn't have, it never would have made because it would have just been a normal storyline in every other thing. And it was like, it, it's small steps, just little small steps. And I think this one was one of those steps. And in some ways I can see almost why Disney just shadow dropped it and just like, oh, here it is. Just get it, get it out there straight away. Don't, don't pre-build it. Don't do anything with it. Just let it get out there and let us see it. Because in some ways seeing it is, you know, so many people are loving it. And it's that thing of us, what, what people needed. Yeah. And it's, they knew it was going to be controversial. Obviously, mm. uh, Disney has been dealing with a lot of mm. uh, people putting their opinions on what is and is not appropriate uh, content and mm. uh, trying to push their own view of morality on it one way or another. And yeah, Disney had to know what the reaction to this was going to look like. Uh, and to a certain extent, I wonder if they were counting on that too. They know the content of this video and I think they're kind of mm. like, it's going to sell itself because uh, people are going to talk about it, whether uh, hatefully because they don't, they have some moral objection to this or because it does speak to the people who need to see this kind of thing. Yeah, I think, I think this is, it was such a strange one. And it is, it is difficult of just like, of, how and it was funny as well because and I, there is there is some big cultural differences as well internationally um like during the day here when it was out and there was not really much it was just a strange thing really of just like how it all works and where the issues are and and it's such a strange and it's for really for these pixar spark shorts to push those boundaries because you know we saw it i think we saw it a bit with kitball of we saw a little bit of a pushback on that in terms of um people just loving it because but also being upset about you know this dog and, and then we saw it with pearl i mean it had a swear word it was, you know a swear word in it and you know i still get emails from people every week about that shouldn't be on there and you know that this was unnecessary and then you know and it's just that kind of weird thing of like this is where they're just going to keep pushing it and you know it's not like we're talking about like south park or anything like that here it is um all being done i would say it's as tastefully really as they can do it you know they are taking slow small steps doing it and i said i watched that one and i was just like i just i was completely invested in it. i thought it was such a lovely short and yeah it's that thing of like you know this is part of 
part of life now and it, people need, you know, this needs to be there. It needs to be a story that um, kids can see. And I think it's more than that too. Cause while it does have that message, mm. even if you kind of set aside that part mm. of the story, there's still a strong structural story mm. backing it up. You've got, you know, you could replace the, the specific message with any other and still get an entertaining. It wouldn't be as impactful, but you could still get yeah. a good story out of it. You would still be I mean, entertained yeah. by the dog being in the human body. You'd still relate to the mom who, who doesn't yeah. hear from her son anymore. I uh, mean, literally, it could have yeah. been that thing of, you know, Manuel could have been a girl it, and it could have been him telling his mom that he's got a girlfriend because people but, would have been embarrassed about it, you know, because that does happen as well. And that whole same story would have been exactly the same. It just with um and yeah, it wouldn't have been as impactful, but the story, the story was still, you know, I still probably would have been sat there going, yeah, it was, it was exactly, and that's the important thing really, of like, if you change anything around, would it work the same way? Might not necessarily, but the story would have been the same. Right, and so this is kind of how you do it. You, you have a good story backing it up, and then you put the message on top of that. Yeah. Uh, and this is a perfect example of how to do that. And just to, to make sure that we're clear about this, we're not saying they should have taken that story yeah. out of it. I'm just saying it's built on a strong structural foundation. So if you take that away, yeah. it still works as a story. Uh, less people would talk about it. It would be forgotten very quickly in yeah. that case. And I think this is a good way of doing it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Excellent story. Very, yeah, really I've, well done. I've, you should yeah. watch it. Definitely. On that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. And we shall see you guys in another episode. Laters.